You're listening to True Stories Told Live. Welcome to Speakeasy, where our tellers get on stage with their whole, authentic, beautifully human selves and speak their experience. No notes, just the memory of a life lived. On our stage, you'll hear humor, hope, embarrassment, disappointment, grief, lust, anger, love, remembrance, the whole brilliant and nuanced spectrum of what it is to live as individuals in community with others. Here at Speakeasy, our incredibly gracious audience holds all of it, sighing together, laughing together, crying together, and cheering our hearts out together. There's a symbiotic thing we've got going here between our tellers and our listeners where each person creates that sacred space that just unflinchingly holds each other's stories, where we bear bits of our souls and bear witness. Join us the first Thursday of every month in Columbus, Ohio, at 7 p.m., where we gather at Wild Goose Creative, nestled in amongst the gallery's newest art exhibit. With a simple theme as inspiration, 10 tellers sign up, brave up, Step up in front of a microphone and get honest. What you're about to hear is one of those stories. I was just laughing about, what was that? Seduced, charmed, and drowned. Man, that's the beginning of a really good story. <laughs> um, so when I was a little kid, my, my mother, for a brief period of time, uh, dated a, a man who was, he was really a loser, but um, his family had a lot of cool shit. So we got to benefit from that. And one of those cool things that we got to benefit from was um, his family owned a cottage in Canada. And I grew up in Detroit, so getting to this cottage took about four hours um, to drive to it. It's in a place called Rondo, Canada. It was like Rondo Bay. And Lake Erie was on one side, and this bay was on the other. And our cottage was like right off of the bay. And for some reason, when we would go there, even though I grew up in Detroit where we couldn't go outside, um, so my <laughs> excursions with the wilderness were like rabid raccoons, which is not very exciting. Um, so I, I really, um, I just wanted, I, I wanted to have access to some nature. And for some reason in Canada, my mom thought all rules were suspended. So I was allowed to just leave the house and just go do shit, be outside by myself as like a nine or 10 year old. Um, pretty regularly. Uh, one of the times while we were there, our family was traveling in a line on a bike path, and we were charged by a moose. Um, like it was running at us, nostrils flaring, close enough for me to see the nostrils of this thing. And it, he was in front, and then I was behind him. Then it was my mom and my little sister, who's oblivious, has no idea what's happening. And he turned back to me and just said, just scream really loud and ride as fast as you can. And so we did. So that's how you, you know, fix it from charging a moose. You just pretend to be a bigger moose until that bitch goes into the water and leaves you alone. Um, so that happened. And then we found a turtle once on a dock, and it had its feet and its arms sticking out and its little tail. And then when my cousin picked it up, it had no head. Some had been bitten off by something, and we both completely freaked out and just, like, threw it into the water. And one time there was a family of fat little raccoons that lived in the cottage next door, and we were sitting in the window watching it, and it was just adorable. I mean, come on, baby raccoons are just the cutest thing you could watch, and they're especially adorable when you're inside and they are not in your house. And then once I gave a, a, a chipmunk a little lid full of 
uh, sesame seeds that were in like a jelly lid and it picked up the whole thing and it was so cute because it looked so sad and all those little seeds fell out but then there were some stuck to the jelly so it was very happy. Um, so you know we there were a lot and, and another time I was walking by myself and I didn't I don't know I was just completely oblivious and I came upon two bucks fighting with each other and they were like clashing heads and ripping each other's antlers out and it was like a big brutal bloody crazy mess. That was insane. But the weirdest, wildest thing that ever happened to us was that one of the other things that uh, my mom's boyfriend's family owned was this opera house. And it was in, um, it's on the National Registry. So I was on the phone with my sister the other day and I was like, we did have this experience, right? Like these things really did happen to us, which is great about having a sibling and they can help confirm that you are not insane. Um, so we, we, one day, he, uh, my mom's boyfriend says, hey, let's, we're all going to go wander around in the opera house and I'm going to show it to you. And it's an abandoned building, there's nobody in it. And so we go and we're walking around and it's amazing. Like it's, there's ballrooms and there's chandeliers and there's like, there was a, there was a, behind the stage there was a green, it was literally painted green and there were all these like signatures on the wall of like these famous old opera singers from like 1929. And then uh, there was, we were climbing around in the ticket booth and taking like tickets and old things out of it. Um, but there was this one room where there was like a chimney and it was just bat shit, just filled, just fit like a pile, which is dangerous because batshit heats up and can explode. Um, so um, that was a little frightening. And also it was just like, how is there so much of it? <laughs> it seems a little concerning to me. And um, so Art, my mom's boyfriend says, you know, let's go up on the roof. Let's, let's, let's everybody go up there and, and just look down at the town. And this, it's, I don't know, maybe four or five stories up. And I really wanted to go up on the roof. I thought that sounded like a fun adventure. But to get there, um, we go up this weird area. It's kind of like old timey and tight and musty and um, dark. And he goes, okay, so the roof is, you know, it's just, up, it's just up here. So he pulls down this ladder like an old attic. So it's like this rickety, crickety old, like hingy ladder that's real sketchy, like super sketchy ladder. And it's like absurdly tall. So he pulls down this whole contraption and then he says, okay, I'm gonna climb to the top and I'm gonna push open the hatch and then we'll climb out onto the roof. So I don't know why he didn't decide to do this first, but we're all on the ladder. So it's him and then it's me and then it's my little sister and then it's my mom. And we're all on this ladder that only one person, Max, should ever have been on. And as we're climbing up the ladder, I, I noticed that we're, we're coming up to what would look like an attic area, so it's it's now a different level. It's not we're not uh, we're not outside yet. We didn't we didn't make it out onto the roof, but there's this space between the the, the what was the ceiling, what I was just looking at, and then there's like this I don't know six or seven foot space. So he's up in front of me, and he pushes open the hatch, and light came in because it was a full moon that night. So it was very bright. And as soon as he pushed, op pushed open the hatch, I look over to the side and it's nothing but bats. <laughs> it's <laughs> nothing but bats. <laughs> They're all just hanging there. And it was like something got activated 
and we're, I'm up in it. I'm like in a tunnel of bats with my family on a rickety ladder. And the only thing we could do is either fall down or go up. And as soon as he pushes the hatch aside, I look and the bats start to rustle, which makes a noise that will scare the shit out of me to this day. You think one bat rustling in your bedroom makes you scared? <laughs> Haunty. So the whole thing starts to sort of like swarm and shuffle, and then all of a sudden on cue, they all took flight. And these fucking bats just came zooming up past us. We were like screaming and hanging onto the ladder while an entire swarm of bats just went flooding past us and out onto the hole which is insane and terrifying. So now all of this has happened and we're like literally just screaming. Like I think I was, <laughs> I think my face was in my mom's boyfriend's ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, Cause I was just trying to keep my face from getting attacked by bats. And then I think my sister's face was in my ass. So it's just like a bunch of people on a rickety ladder with faces and asses waiting for the bats to get done. <laughs> unroosting themselves and flying up out of the opera house like a fucking episode of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and, then, and then once all of that settles down and we're done just screaming our faces off, he goes, well, I guess we may as well go up on the roof. <laughs> so we get up on the roof. My poor little sister, who's probably like six years old at this point, terrified, She's never been on anything tall, so now we get to the roof and he's trying to make it better somehow, as if you could. And then he goes, let's go to the edge and look down at the city. So he takes my scared sister over to the edge and she's like, <laughs> and he's like, look down at the beautiful town. And then she sees that we're this high up and just starts screaming into the night and freaking out because now she's also afraid of heights and bats <laughs> within a five minute time frame. <laughs> so, so basically, and then we had to get my sister back down. So now you have to come back down off this ladder. And it's not like a go forward thing. Like it's a turn and like, you know, like face the ladder and walk down. And she's so little and she doesn't know what she's doing. So basically my mother's boyfriend had to take off his powder blue members only jacket and wrap it around my kid sister's screaming baby head and carry her down the ladder like a sack of potatoes because there was no other way to get us the hell out of there and that's what happened with me and some bats. <laughs> <laughs>